armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? Rum and Cokes? Do you have any idea how important you this is? Have trying to save idea? the pump Really? This do is you what have you're doing? Any this idea? is what you're doing? Chief, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. Do you know what listeners like about our station? I like everything. It's always on my radio. We never stop the music, except for now, when I talk. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. And simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. Atlanta Braves are actually winning, and they're not just winning a spring training game. They're beating the Mets. Armchair. In the home Community state. Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer, and he's full of snacks. He's the Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? We hope you are having one hell of a good day. The Atlanta Braves lead the New York Mets six to nothing. We are, let me see, we're in the top of the eighth. Now, I haven't been a chance to watch the game. I, I was working my morning job and I just turned it on. So I've got it live, but I'm also re watching it on a different. Uh, device to be able to watch the game itself because it really has been a stinker this this uh, spring train. The Braves have not been on much. We haven't even been on. I was hoping I, I saw that the that the actual Braves broadcast team was going to be very very limited in their games this spring, but I was hoping ESPN would pick some up. But I swear every time ESPN's got a freaking game on, it's New York or Los Angeles based teams. And that's all they're putting out there. Now today, I think, I think it was the yeah Phillies and Red Sox, by the way, that score is 15 to three Boston over Philly in the ninth. Man, I wish this all wish these games counted today. You got the Mets losing the Phillies losing the Braves winning good, good day in the world of baseball. And we've got, Red Raider Doug on the way. We've got Steven's going to join him. Joey's on the way later on in the show. We've got a big, big show. We're going to, uh, we have talked about it off air and we have decided that once a week on what is this Thursdays when Doug and Steven are here, they are NASCAR guys. They, they watch NASCAR. And I said, look, if you'll if you'll grab the wheel and talk, a, you know, just a few minutes of NASCAR. I know it's not as popular as it used to be, but there are a lot of NASCAR fans out there. We are going to talk 
NASCAR on Thursdays for a few minutes every single Thursday because these guys, these are these are my two contributors that are big NASCAR fans. Now I grew up watching it, but I can't call myself someone who is an aficionado by any stretch of the imagination. I know more about what NASCAR used to have, what what used to happen in NASCAR, as opposed to what's currently going on. So I still enjoy a good race. I got bummed out by the Daytona 500, the way it ended, but all in all, I, I still enjoy it. I just don't spend a lot of time doing it. I spent more time caring about it when we were in a couple of different restaurants, one particularly that I'm thinking of in middle Tennessee that we worked in that I got a lot of good friends out of. We used to do a, a weekly NASCAR pool, and I don't remember what it was. I want to say it was five bucks. and the person that drew the winner got, got the whole nine yards. And I think the way we did it, I remember it being pretty fun. I think the way we did it was we drew, there was like 10 of us that routinely played and we drew three or four names and it might've even been more than that, but just for argument's sake, we'll say there was 10 of us that, that drew the names and three or four of us, would go in and or sorry uh 10 of us and it might have been more than that would go in and then we would pick three to four names depending on the field that week and if one of your drivers won you got the whole pot so i want to say it was like five to win 50 or five to win 75 i don't really remember i don't think i won that often but when you did didn't really matter because you just ended up buying the house around but it, it was fun it was fun and that 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 was that was my biggest love affair with NASCAR was during that time period. And I worked in a couple of other places that did it, especially after I, I left that restaurant, went to other ones and talked people into it. But nowadays I don't get into it as much because I don't have that interaction. If I had a weekly pool, if I found a weekly pool here locally, then yeah, I would probably do it. Or even if I found a weekly pool that I could do, you know, somehow online, I would probably do it because it's fun. The 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 five hundred, I put a couple of bucks on a f- few different guys to win. None of them hit, but it's a little more fun when you know everyone, or or at least you know it's the same group, and you've got as much of a chance as anyone to win. To me, those are fun. But, anyways, we are going to get into a little bit of NASCAR each week for about uh, five minutes or so, depending on you know how much news is going on. Get in, get you ready for the weekend and the race. And uh, Doug and Steven are NASCAR guys, so we look forward to that. We're going to be talking some football and some baseball and some basketball today. Obviously, that's that. that those are our wheelhouses. Um, and as we draw nearer to the Stanley Cup playoffs, we will be amping up more of our NHL talk. I know we don't talk a whole lot of NHL, but I got a couple of guys that are here every week and they are NHL fans. And when we hit Stanley cup time, we will keep you up to date on what's going on with that. And, uh, and we're not going to drown you in it. Obviously we're our wheelhouse is more football and baseball and, uh, you know, March madness is coming up, but we want to make sure that, that we're hitting all the different sports because we know they are, um, you know, they, they may not be as popular, as baseball and football and even basketball, but they are sports that do have quite a few fans. How about this Jalen Carter thing goes down, gets booked, comes back to the combine to continue interviews. Uh, 
that's a little wild story. I didn't get to see it, but I heard this morning that he was actually booked in his combine t-shirt. So I guess he just flew in, got himself booked, bailed out. It, it all took place in about 15 minutes and he got back on a plane and headed back to Indy. So if you're a scout looking at this, I think you do like that. The fact that he turned himself in and also the fact that he, I mean, he was lickety split. He didn't go down and hang out. He just came down did his thing and, and hauled butt back to Indy. I don't know what to make of this story. Now they're misdemeanor charges. Now I, but they keep saying in connection with the fatal crash. So I don't believe that he's going to miss any long-term time in the NFL. I think it's going to be one of these things. I hate to get too much into the weeds with it because I don't know enough about it, but if they're saying misdemeanor charges, I know that the, someone did lose their life and and I get that but if he's not being charged with that if he's just being charged with other things then I think as an NFL scout he might go down the board a little bit but I don't think it's going to be anything drastic and falls down the board falling up far enough I mean remember Jalen Carter had been a guy that was being projected in the very very beginning of the draft and this might drop him down a little bit but who knows maybe he maybe he falls to atlanta cuz atlanta seems more and more quiet about this i still think lamar jackson's the move it would be the perfect move however they can get him here but maybe that doesn't happen and maybe they just decide to pivot if they're if they're sitting at 8 and they don't move up they sit at 8 I'm not drafting a quarterback if I'm the Atlanta Falcons. I'm I am there's because four quarterbacks I believe are going to go in the top 5 or 6. I only think about two of them deserve it. Deserve that that uh high of of a pick. But because this has become a quarterback league, you're going to see more and more you're not going to see where like one quarterback is picked in the top 10 and there's a free fall because there's too many teams out there that they believe that's what they're missing as a quarterback. Atlanta, though they did draft Desmond Ritter, they would probably take a flyer on someone if for some reason there was a free fall. I also think of uh, Tennessee Titans are sitting there at number 11 if there was a free fall, or even if it was a situation where Atlanta or a team like Tennessee looked at it and said, Hey, we can get up to number five or six and get our guy, then, you know, by all means. I'm just not 100% sure that past Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, and not necessarily in that order, that the, the, the quarterback that are out there, and it's obviously Will Levis of Kentucky and Richardson of Florida, and a few others. But those are the main ones people are talking right now being in the top part of the draft. I don't know if any of the ones that are past Young and Stroud are worth a high pick. And you're taking a big risk. Not just as a coach, but as a general manager, you are taking a really, really big risk. So we'll end up seeing what happens here as uh the draft will it'll be here before you know it it's really crazy nowadays how the national football league has become 
365 24-7 sport, and they've been very, very shrewd of being able to find a way to keep themselves in the news routinely. If it's not the draft, it's free agency. If it's not free agency, it's the NFL tags. There's been a couple of tags. Most notable, Washington made their their uh, their tag today. We'll get into that here in a minute. And then uh, Jacksonville grabbed Ingram on the tag, or expect to make it official here very shortly. But it's it's already being reported. One year, eleven, and I I figured that would long ago we, we you know we talked about this long ago that that was probably going to be it's the smartest thing you don't want to lock up a tight end who's had one good year now if he goes out and has a really good year this year they, it could be a thing where jacksonville goes out and does a long-term deal with them but i'm not necessarily suspecting that i think jacksonville look you, you can tag him one more time you tag him one more time and at that point, you you might have developed someone in the draft. Real quick on the Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves. I do want to hit up on what has gone on in this game. Now, I haven't been able to see it. I've only looked at the statistics because I was uh, at work this morning. But, by the way, today is the second. Three weeks from today, we will be doing Braves-Mets. And that game is at 1 o'clock Eastern. Four weeks from today is opening day. And that I think that's a 105 first pitch. We will have the call here on Braves Country. And it we will, we're in Washington and weather permitting. We'll have ourselves some baseball. This coming Tuesday night, 605 Eastern, Braves Country will bring you Braves Red Sox. And we do play by play. We do a radio call. We do not share the video for anyone out there that thinks that we might is a really quick way to get thrown off of all social media sites. You can't grab video of stuff you don't own. Somehow TikTok does it. TikTok does your replays of videos. You'll see people. I don't know how they get away with it, but live video of a ball game is a big no, no. If you don't have the rights Uh, today, by the way, Force Wall uh, led off. I, I saw he was leading off. He went two for four. How about that? Vaughn Grissom went one for two. He's hitting 556 this spring. Marcelo Zuna, 0 for three. Another clunker. I just saw him strike out on, as I started the uh, the game from, from beginning. I also have the live game next to me. Eli White, a guy that a lot of people are expecting to get in. Uh, he... Got on base. Let me see. He got he went one for three with two RBI. See anyone else of uh, Castile uh, went one for three. Let me see. We didn't have any of our big boppers. If you missed it earlier, Chadwick Trump was sent to Gwinnett because they're trying to develop him as a catcher, and it looks like that both. Darnode and Murphy are getting the day off. Okay, we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back. We got Doug and we got Steven. We're going to talk some NASCAR. Giggity, giggity, giggity. You ain't rubbing, you ain't racing, boys. We'll be back here in a flash on WQEE 99.1 FM. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern. First pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, 
pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida, at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe, Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long. It's the best in sports and entertainment, and get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, and every morning right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at ScrewballWhiskey.com. Infinium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. Is this the suicide talk or the nickname talk? The nickname. George, what is that? It's, it's nothing. It's got no snap, no zip. I need a nickname that makes people light up. You mean like Liza, T-Bone. But there's no T in your name. What about G-Bone? There's no G-Bone. Is it G-Spot? That's a myth. T-Bone, the ladies are gonna love you. Welcome back. I've got an old cart somewhere, Stephen and uh, Doug. I'll find it by next week. It was our NASCAR uh, intro, and it's pretty funny. Uh, it's one of my favorite all-time sports. I guess you could call it a song. It's really more of like a, I don't know, blurb or anthem or whatever. We're welcoming on to the show here, Mr. Steven and Mr. Doug. Steven, how are you, sir? Great. Yeah, like we're, what is this, March 2nd now and a few days away from March Madness. And man, is it going to be wild. And Red Raider Doug, how the hell are you? Doing good, doing good. Yeah, March Madness is, it's, it's essentially here. I've been watching a lot of college basketball, as everybody knows, but uh, the smaller tournaments started earlier this week. They'll start heating up this weekend. You didn't get a there, there were a couple of day games. I didn't get a chance to catch them. I, I meant to, but I didn't get a chance to catch them. Um, I believe tomorrow there's many more. And then, of course, Saturday, Sunday, and then it's, it's by next week, it is just wall to wall college basketball. And it'll be hard for me to squeeze in as much. Uh, spring training watching as, as I've been doing because I, I've been catching spring training games early on and then come nighttime I've been watching a lot of the uh, the the college basketball games that I might have put some uh, some juice on right but uh, doing fairly well with that and uh, the jockey lost again last night for folks who have been following that. <laughs> <laughs> people are cussing them out on Twitter. It's one of the funniest things, man. Like I had, I, I, I had to mute him. I'm not gonna block him because he's not a bad guy. But I had to mute him because he will just randomly just blurb at us anything that comes in his mind about 
the Mets or whatever the heck he was wanting. And you go in and you look at, so instead of, I'll, I'll go over to his feed and look at it from time to time. And people are just coming after him. Cause he keeps, he, I mean, he is on a cold streak. Like I've never seen. I mean, you could literally blindfoldly throw darts at a board and have a much higher one percentage than this guy who was bragging in on top of the world a month ago. And now he can't buy a win. And he, he jinxed one. I can't remember the game, but Tones uh, sent, sent me the text. He jinxed one because I guess he, he went crazy and picked three games yesterday. He lost uh, two of them. Oof. But the first one, whatever it was, I guess the team was winning and covering and was fairly comfortable. And he and and because another game he's about to watch was starting, he tweeted out, "We've got this one in the bag, you know that that type of thing." I'm gonna move on to the next one. Great job, blah blah. blah. An hour later, people are coming out because they didn't cover and they lost. They gave up like six or seven points and they lost, and they'd been up by like ten. And this has pretty much been routine with this guy. All right, let's go ahead and get into some. Uh, NASCAR, um, what is going on in the world of NASCAR? What what race are, are we headed to this week? So we are heading to uh, Las Vegas this week. Yeah, the yeah. Pennzoil 400. Yeah, like, like this is always a uh, a fun track. It's one of the um, mile, like uh, one and a half mile tracks, but it, like, it almost races like a super speedway, and there's a lot of action here. And I mean, it's... Like the like the world almost like the NASCAR world kind of felt right last week. Kyle Busch uh, taking the win and like um, taking the checkered flag at Auto Club, uh, really um, having a strong showing so far. And uh, like in um, the number eight car, like with Richard Childress. Um, so I mean, uh, like, like he's actually been one like the best driver at La Vegas the past few years. So it's going to be very interesting to see if he can uh, hold on to that and keep that momentum going. Yeah, I mean the interesting thing with this race too is you know. I, I did uh, looking at first uh, first lightest race. I I would have favored uh, Kyle Busch to win at six to one, but one driver too that um, I'm looking forward to uh, looking at this week is Ross Chastain, whose uh, whose team is having some really good success this year. So I have always thought this racetrack is really unpredictable. Uh, those teams those teams that have their uh, half mile programs in order which Kyle Busch does, but you also have to look at Ryan Blaney and you also have to look at Denny Hamlin too here this week. So, and also this track has got one of my favorite trophies of all time, or at least it was when last time I watched a race, he used to give away a, a WBC uh, style uh, boxing uh, belt as a trophy for that, for that race. Do they still do that? No, it looks like it's a, it's an actual trophy. They changed it. Is it like is that was that for the um the spring race or the fall race? You know, I you know, I take that back. That may be that may be the fall race. But okay. I just remember that being one of the coolest trophies that uh Vegas gave out. I mean it's not as cool as our fantasy fo- football and baseball trophies, but yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh looking at the standing, so Stenhouse is still as a top of the leaderboard, then you got Kyle Bush, Chastain, Logano, Bowman. Harvick, Suarez, is that Busher? This has been a Busher. while. Uh, really paid, dove into this. Hamlin, Kozlowski, Truex, Blaney, LaHoy, Chase Elliott. Man, Chase Elliott's only it, 14. I think you may have a 
different set of rankings. I like the ones I'm looking at right now. It's uh, Chastain's in first with the uh, followed by Logano, Alex Bowman, Harvick, Daniel Suarez. Yeah. I, th- eh? I mean, this says 2023 NASCAR Cup Series. Who are you? You're saying Suarez? If you go go to points, like filter it by points. I mean, that's what I was. Oh, maybe they don't. Oh, they had it by wins. Okay. That okay. That's my bad. I just assumed that the default I didn't want to go to NASCAR.com because from my recollection, their website was always a nightmare to uh, comb through. So I went to ESPN and their default was wins. Okay, that makes more sense. All right. Really it really dumbfounds me. We're only a few races in. And this is one of the things I think they should change about NASCAR. Man, a win should be worth a lot more points to the to the point of if you win the race, you should if you win one of the first few races, you be she should be sitting atop the leaderboard. The well, top I mean, six guys aren't even don't don't even have a W. Well, so I mean, like the points themselves um have their own like like that kind of like it acts as a tiebreaker. I mean, like the way it was last year and the way it's been a few like the last few years. Uh, like a, basically a win guarantees you a spot in the playoffs. Doesn't matter right. if you don't do anything else rest of the year. Yeah. You win run race, you're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Unless... Right, I get that, but I'm just saying from the point standpoint, from 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 a fan standpoint, when you watch this, I'd, I've never felt like that that they've given a W a nut. Now by doing that, I I get where you're coming from, right? But so I'm just the- saying from from the actual standpoint of looking at the at the standings okay so uh, you actually have to go to the nascar website so the points aren't really the standings themselves the like they have a separate column for uh playoff ranks and there has it has stenhouse and bush three and four because like giving them a lot more weight with the what the hell is espn doing all right well i guess i'll i I guess i'll start trying to go to uh, nascar i I'm, i'm i'll be honest with you for years, every time when we, when we used to do NASCAR quite a bit, for years, every time when we go to the NASCAR website, it was just it was just an absolute abomination. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, who who are y'all picking to win this this uh, weekend out in Vegas? I mean, I definitely loved uh, Chat, like uh, Doug said, pick with Chastain. He's a pleasure. One 15. guy, one guy. All right, for going one guy for me. Yeah, I'm going to go Chastain plus 850. I love the value there. What about you, Doug? I, I concur. Chastain. Well, the one thing I do remember about Vegas is Kevin Harvick was pretty darn good out there, so I'm taking Kevin Harvick. Plus 1,800. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't have the betting uh, odds out there, but I remember him being very good out there, just in general being good out west. Every, in, every year – there for a while every time that they would go out west he, he would just utterly dominate of course who knows what year that was so because obviously i'm way off track on what's going on as far as the scoring but anyways we'll uh we'll keep up with the with the w's all year long and see how many of us how many times we, you know we actually get it right maybe we'll come up with a better scoring system by next week Kind of did this on the fly today. Uh, Stephen had talked to me several times via text about NASCAR and whatnot. And my biggest thing was I don't follow it enough to be able to to drive it. <laughs> yeah, literally. All, 
all puns intended. And so when Doug told me that, that he uh, follows NASCAR, I was like, okay, if I got two guys that can talk it, that's fine. But if, but I, yeah, I'd be sitting here lying to you, man. Hey, you go watch out for Tony Stewart, man. He's, you know, I think he's going to be a good one this year. <laughs> no, I Taking just have one. Dale Jr. Can, can, yeah. can I pick Dale Jr. this week? What's going on? I got Clint Boyer this week. I mean, he'll be there just on okay. the uh, exactly. watching from up top. Yeah. Is is Tony Stewart doing all the broadcasting, or was that just for uh, for Daytona 500? Because I saw him in the booth on the 500. I think every um. Every station has their own crew, so I, like I, I don't, I forget who actually broadcasts that race, but he probably works for that crew. It's always for Fox. that station. Okay, Fox yeah, then, like he, then he works for Fox. So like I know Boyer and Jeff Gordon work at a, like they work at some. There's still a Michael Joy. So I mean, it's yeah. He's in the booth every Sunday. It wasn't just like just because it was the Daytona 500. Hmm. Right. I don't hate it though. Stewart's for the, like Stewart's like he's amazing to listen to. Well, that's why I'm asking if anybody know do any do either one of y'all know if he's in the booth every single Sunday or is or was I don't I don't think I it is every I Sunday. Didn't he, I didn't think he was unless it's something brand new because I'm used to like uh, Stephen said Boyer and uh, and Gordon. All right, I'll I'll figure it out. I thought I thought we had NASCAR guys and y'all don't even know who broadcasts it. All right. Um, we don't All care right, about like who calls it. We care about the race. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but if you're watching the race, you're, you 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 would know who's broadcasting it. No, if you're watching the race, you're listening to the radios on the app. Exactly. Oh, see, real NASCAR guys always know. trying to get me on some technicality. <laughs> it looks like. Well, who knows if this is updated? <laughs> but it looks like it's Jeff Gordon. They've got everybody listed except for Tony Stewart, but I know I saw him in the broadcast. All right, who knows if this is even updated? I'll figure it out by next week, or I'll just lie. <laughs> either way, uh, I don't think either one of y'all are going to know. So let's go ahead and uh, switch gears, gearheads, and uh, get to... First of all, Doug, it is National Old Stuff Day. Make sure to jot that down. <laughs> What's the coolest old stuff that you have? Uh, my uh, something, some kind of sports memorabilia. I, it's not well. I guess technically it is sports memorabilia. Is I have my um, my great grandfather's championship ring from uh, when he played for the. Uh, uh, Boston Redskins back in the early twenties. Wow! Oh, wow! He they, he was a a halfback. They passing didn't even exist yet. It was all, I mean, football back then was just all kind of glorified. Uh, uh, rugby, just running a uh, rugby. Thank you. Um, that I have, and I also have my uh, my granddad's uh, college championship ring from. Uh, from when uh, he played for uh, he played basketball for uh, Seton Hall. Oh wow! Okay, Steven, do you have anything remotely as cool as that? Because I don't. No, I'm not anywhere near it. I've just got like bobbleheads. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I got stuff of like I got like bobbleheads of stuff that that's supposed to represent old stuff, but they're they're not. I mean, I guess I got a few things, but nothing I think close to that. Like like one of the coolest things I have is you remember Dan Barry Mint used to make the uh it was before bobbleheads became popular again. The they they made these uh for lack of a better term statues, and I've got the Dan Marino Dan Barry Mint was probably made i'm guessing late 80s early 90s but that's about as cool as i've got most of my other stuff is uh not as cool what about the pitch clock y'all uh have had a, about a week or so to kind of get yourself in, involved in watching some spring training and the pitch clock etc steven i'll start with you because i don't think a lot of people have had any any kind of reaction to the shift or the bases, but just in general, how, how is this spring training hitting you? So, I mean, definitely from a viewer perspective, the pitch clock for sure makes it a better viewing experience. But I mean, as a player, I couldn't imagine having to go in there and just be timed with everything. I mean, like I remember playing like one of my favorite things as a pitcher was doing that cat and mouse game with the batter, with the runners on base, trying to get in everyone's head. And I mean, for a lot of that elements taken away now, and especially like the penalty, is it being like automatic ball or strike, depending on who commits that infraction. It's, it's really going to change things up. It's going to throw a lot of players out of their usual rhythm, but they're going to have to get, uh, new routines down and yeah it's it's going to be a major adjustment period for the actual players doug what about you yeah everything that steven just said one thing that that struck me right away i was watching game it's just how much time they are saving they um I mean, it's, it's incredible isn't it? it, it it's mind-blowing because if you uh they um i was watching i think it was a padres game and they took the Padres game from last year. It was played right around this time. And you put, you watch both at the same time, and you can see this year's game and the time that it took one one pitcher to throw the one uh, hitter. The other day, half an inning was gone. Is the yeah, difference that was uh, Dodgers versus Padres? Padres were at bat. And they were comparing it to a couple. Of, it wasn't last year; it was a couple of years ago. Or a couple of years, yeah. It was back when Pedro Baez was coming, yes. was pitching for them, and we referenced it on the show earlier this week. And it's funny because the day before, when 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 uh, T and I were uh, talking about it, he and I. This is on Monday. I had actually mentioned Pedro Baez and I, and, cause you know, we just watched the games over the weekend and I was like, you know, it's because of, you know, jerk legs like him that we, the, 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 we've got this rule. It wasn't really needed, but you, but you got a handful of guys that very next morning on, on it was Twitter or whatever the heck someone shared it to me, TikTok or whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, that's, that is freaking Pedro Baez. And he's walking around, picking up the, Picking up the rosin bag, getting yeah. on his phone, ordering stuff from Amazon. You know, just do anything you can think of to to slow the game down. So I thought I was going to absolutely hate it. I hate the idea of a clock in baseball, but I love the result, and I know that's kind of counter arguing myself. But 
I it's the one sport that didn't have a clock. So that's that's what I hated. But I, man, the end result, you you just can't compare it. You just can't. I mean, you just, I still wonder if the 15 seconds is a little too fast. But all in all, I, I can't complain. I know they're going to get used to it. But I was doing the broadcast of Braves Red Sox this past Saturday. And when they, when when there was a man on base, the only thing I can tell you is it felt like a nice rhythm. When there wasn't a man on base, it almost it felt rushed. It didn't feel like a baseball game. So that's the only thing, you know, that's my only negative take back of it. But maybe it's a little not not just them getting used to it, but maybe it's a little of me getting used to it. I don't know. Jesse Chavez, if you if you go back and watch that game, Jesse Chavez in the third or fourth inning, he comes in for Atlanta versus Boston. It was like he was playing Papa Shot. He was getting the ball and just firing, getting the ball and just firing it. And he's one of the oldest guys on the field. Like, I mean, I couldn't catch my breath. I was like, my God, I hope this isn't what, what it's, what it's going to turn into. And you almost wonder if he's doing it to be kind of a smart aleck. I don't know. But, uh, he said, I, I have heard him in an interview right before that game that, that he had, he, he had, uh, anticipated it and was practicing it, et cetera, et cetera. And he comes in and compared to anyone else. I was like, my God, like someone needs to call a timeout to slow him down. Let's go ahead and take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the effects of this pitch clock on players this year, offense and pitching. And we're going to talk about some sleepers and busts for 2023 in Major League Baseball. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. Whenever I bring home- Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most insurance policies will reset by the new year and to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or lose it. 
Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com. Here's good news. There's still a need for hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity professionals in the U.S. right now. And my computer career is training people to help meet the demand. No IT experience? No problem. Take the free career evaluation today. Start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Y'all, I can't do it anymore. I always said that I would shoot y'all straight, and that's what I'm doing here. You know, I always said that if this became not fun, I wouldn't do it anymore. And and it's not fun. It's become more of a chore. It's a job. I've thought about it. I've prayed over it. You know, sometimes in life you have to reevaluate things and figure out what's most important between, you know, family and work and just everything in life. This ain't it. So as of tonight, I am no longer participating in fantasy football. I don't have time for it. And uh, maybe next year. Armchair. Light it up and we Keep me high up off the ground. Welcome back. New Atlanta Braves victorious today. In Port St. Lucie, Colby Allard got the W. Carrasco got the L. Atlanta wins it 6-2. As looks like Kevin Pillar went here. And we'll get you all the ins and outs on that here in a minute. Um, Doug and Steven, the, the upcoming season obviously is going to get affected by the pitch clock. It's obviously going to get affected by the shift, the bags. I don't know if that's going to make a huge difference. I think in the early on, the expectation is, but, but I don't know if it's going to make a huge difference. It's funny. Max Scherzer has already done the math. I I saw a quote by him the other day. He said, he said, what it means is I have to be 1.29 to the plate now, as opposed to 1.3. So it's really not as big a deal. And I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, man, he's actually like broken it down. Like he's just, you know, scientifically figuring it out. Um, I, I think what it'll do is it'll encourage guys to at least try to steal or make it from first to third more often in the early going. And then depending on how successful they, they are, we'll see if that keeps up. But the pitchers are going to be affected by the pitch clock. The hitters are going to be affected by the hitch clock, the pitch clock. They're both going to be affected by, by the shift. Is this going to be a positive or negative for pitchers, Steven? I'm going to say almost it's a negative. I mean, I usually as a pitcher, you're able to control the pace of the game and, you know, go when you're ready, you know, like now having your pitchers and go and having to throw every 15 seconds, you know, 20, like whatever, but it, I feel like it's going to tire some of the pitchers out and actually we may see, uh, at least in the early going, um, less quality starts and more uh, bullpen usage. All right, Doug, what about the hitters? Hitters, I, I, I think you're going to see a rise in ERA, ERA, your batting average across the board. I think you're you're going to see a lot more offense out of Major League Baseball this year, for, for the exact reason uh, that the uh, the pitchers are controlling the game, and hitting sitting in the box like that 
it's a lot easier, even with this pitch clock. I mean, the way the pace of the game when I was watching game the other day is the way baseball used to be played. So for hitters, I, I don't see much of a difference. I do, I, I see them. Um, I see a lot more offense. I see a lot more high, uh, higher scoring games. A lot less wins for pitcher uh, for pitchers, like Stephen said too. ERA ERAs, I think, are going to go through the roof compared to what they used to be. So if you're doing fantasy baseball and you and you're going into a draft, are you? I care going, about hitters. Are you caring about pitchers early and going hitting, or? I mean, early on in my drafts, I mean, I'm I'm looking I'm looking for elite hitting. Pitching is, I mean, probably in many of my drafts, I'm not probably going to take a pitcher till maybe mid third round, maybe even into the fourth round. What about you, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, first round is. I mean, right now, like if, if you don't count Shohei, the only uh, like looking at Fantasy Pros ADP, uh, pitchers are really going in the middle of the second round and on. I mean, like it's Corbin Burns and Garrett Cole in that range. I'm definitely going to be prioritizing hitters in my first two to. Th- yeah, I'm waiting like Doug. I mean, he, like even those top end pitchers, I'm, I'm a lot more hesitant to be going after them this year. Like I want to be getting those hitters that have that great batted ball profile that don't strike out a lot. And yeah. that, like, I really think they, that like, those are the ones that are truly going to succeed. And also consider with pitchers too this year, there's a lot, there's a lot more of a, a bigger, what I call a talent pool in that second and third tier. So you're not, you're not missing that much. If you, you, if you, let's say you, you hold off until the late second through the third, or maybe even to the end of the third, you're not missing that much, but you're missing a lot more because there's a lot less talent at at the elite level in uh, hitting, especially positions like third, second, and third base, especially. So I, I'm I'm going to grab those first before I consider pitching. I don't I don't feel like my team is going to hurt for waiting. All right, so kind of sh- sh- shifting gears a little bit, but kind of staying staying on the same thing with baseball, fantasy baseball, and there's always a sleeper. There, there's always sleeper rankings that come out we all are aware of them we scroll them we go hey this is (laughs) these are the guys etc etc i'm interested to see we're going to go kind of around and round give me a sleeper that's that's being talked about that you're avoiding like the plague steven i'll start with you i mean eduardo rodriguez is number one for me i I, I don't even know what happened last year with him, but I mean, he came out looking okay. And then just, he just disappeared for months at a time. And even then, I mean, he was at best a mid tier pitcher and it's, that's just the guy I am not going to be touching with a 10 foot pole. You should want Erod? Are... Yeah. Erod. Oh, Eduardo Rodriguez. Sorry. Not, not Julio. Jeez. You found him on a sleeper? List? I've seen him at five sleeper lists. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. He can stay asleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doug, what's the you? Um, one guy that I've heard kind of at nauseum, and I have absolutely no faith in him at all, is Cody Bellinger keeps showing up on uh, sleeper <laughs> lists. <laughs> I'm like, why do I have to read this name? I mean, there's enough said. I mean, maybe end of the end of the 
the draft on a flyer, depending on how deep it is, okay, you can maybe talk him into it, but not. Mm-hmm. All right, I got one for you because I know he was popular because he was with the Dodgers. Now he's he stayed in Southern California. He's going over to the Angels. I'm steering clear of Tyler Anderson. I'm not buying any of his hype. Amen. And I'll yeah. tell you what, I'll, I'll I'll double down with that. What about Ross Stripling? People are all excited about Ross Stripling coming over, and where he he uh, signed with the Giants. Yeah, that that was actually news. <laughs> He is, he's, who, who is this? Uh, the athletic has him on their sleeper list. And I, man, I, there is no way. And when you're talking about stripling, considering what his ADP is, there's no way I'm, I don't, I don't want any part of him. What is, what's the ADP? I don't have it in front of me, but I've been in a lot of drafts and I, and I see him go somewhere typically overall in like a 12 man draft i've been seeing him go with still about five rounds to spare and i I just think it's way too high yeah i actually just pulled it up um right he's sitting around right now uh one below michael kopech and directly above nathan nathan Ivaldi, marcus stroman and trevor rogers I would I would take a flyer on Rogers having a bounce back before I did any of those other idiots. I'd take I mean I mean Stripling would be at the bottom of, of that list, but I mean Kopech Kopech I would take the flyer on Strowman I would take the flyer on especially in a, in a roto league. Um, yeah, even even Rogers too. I mean Stripling at that price, I just he should be going undrafted. What's another guy you're avoiding? This Anthony Rendon. I mean, it, like, like that's a huge injury thing that, like, that's been, like he's been going through the past few years. But man, I mean, he just—it it was like someone flipped a switch. He went from a top five third baseman, arguably a top twenty player in the league, to barely above, like, above replacement level. And it's—it has been a hard fall for him. What a waste of money he's been! My God. Yeah, and I mean, people are like saying, "Oh, like." You know, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon came back from these injuries to be their old selves, and yeah, I just I don't buy the I don't buy the Rendon. If, like if he's if he's still on waivers in like week two, is it? I mean, what is Anthony Rendon's got to be in his early thirties, right? Thirty-three, thirty-two. Yeah, I mean, he's four seasons removed from that twenty nineteen. Would you look in twenty nineteen when the Nats won it all? He was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But I, at the time when he was becoming a free agent, I was like, I, is that guy going to age? Well, I was really hoping he would stay in our division. Cause I felt like that he was going to be doing what he's doing to the angels, just sucking them dry. <laughs> and you know, that signing, that singular signing might set back that franchise 20 years because, because of the money they wasted on him, they may not be able to re-sign Shohei, which we need to the 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 big picture with that that's just it's unreal yeah i mean it's it is so mind-boggling that the angels have the two best players in baseball and they aren't they, like they're barely competing for third in their division doug you you got another one oh i was just gonna throw them because it's at nauseum the guy hasn't proven anything he just uh new bar from um st louis I'm sick. Of, there's nothing in his statistics. There's nothing that tells me 
that he's going to be a sleeper this year. I mean, he bare minimum his statistics are bare minimum major league player right now. So to me, I'm staying away with him. He'd have to prove a lot more before I'd pick him up. I wouldn't even draft him. I'm so on the fence with him. I watched him play quite a bit last year for whatever reason. I caught a lot of Cardinal games and he was impressive in stretches, but then, but then there were other stretches where you're like, man, where is he? Um, I'm a little more gun shy of Tyler O'Neill just because of his injury history. Anyone else got any? I just have one on the tip of my tongue. Here's oh. one. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about this guy. I'm staying all in the same region of the of the country with this one. Matt Brash of the Seattle Mariners. I'm, I'm that guy. I can't tell you how many times that I've. First of all, I got burned one year. I don't remember which year it was. But I got burned when he first came up. And then I believed in him again the second time. And now I'm like, no, 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 no. Quit, quit bringing up Matt Brash. I, yeah, I can see that. On, I was going to say add on that too. Cause this is like the, four, I think this is like the fourth year in a row. I always hear how Michael Brantley is going to have his <laughs> he's a sleeper too. And all I know is he's 35 and in the past two seasons, he's barely played, ha- barely played a season between the last two. So yeah, Michael- I don't want to hear about him anymore either. Literally, yeah. he's on his last leg. Mm-hmm. Yep. There, there were a lot of Braves fans that were wanting to sign him. I'm like, I don't know about that, man. I, just, I feel like we've already got him. His name's Eddie Rosario. Like, I, I don't think we need another. <laughs> he's just a clone. And bats from the same side, not very good defensively. Mm-hmm. Can get hot, but also can get ice cold. Like, what, what are we doing? We'll, we'll have to put a pin in the... Uh, Next week, when y'all stop by, we'll talk about the bus, the, the projected bus that you're not scared of, that you're like, the people are going to say these guys are bus. We, we have ran out of time. As uh, Joey's coming in at the top of the hour, we have to hit the ID. Uh, Steven, what is your walk-off? Looking for a bet tonight. Uh, actually, like NBA, uh, 76ers and Mavericks over 229. I think that's going to be a um, lightning show. 76 Mavs over 229. Doug, do you have a lock? I know no, no sir, I do, I do not. Okay, what, what is your uh, walk-off? My walk-off with this pitching clock, I was considering the fact that a lot of people don't go to um, go to their local ballparks. With these with these games going quicker and faster, people, I, I, I'm just wondering if this will draw people to the ballpark because they can watch the game and get home and get home sometime before 2 o'clock in the morning. It's going to speed up Restaurant League softball because it's just going to become <laughs> contagious. People are like, come on, let's go. Hurry up. Be a yep. man. Throw the ball. <laughs> I thought I was going to hate it. I really like it. I still wish it was just a tad. My suggestion is just do 20 seconds across the board whether there's a man on base or not. That's just my you know take on it, but I'm sure – I'll adjust and it'll be okay. But we, we've got to take a quick break when we come back. Joey's joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. Great job. Joey's joining us, and we are going to talk all the world of football, baseball, and a little bit of basketball back in a flash here on Braves Country. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. 
Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Major League Baseball spring training on a Thursday afternoon in Florida and Arizona. Your Atlanta Braves take on the New York Mets in Port St. Lucie. Phillies are at the Red Sox. Astros at Cardinals with the Rays hosting the Twins. Diamondbacks are at the Dodgers on the late afternoon slate, along with Padres Mariners and Brewers Rangers. Your TNT doubleheader in the NBA, 730, 76ers at the Mavericks, and the 10 o'clock Clippers at the Warriors. As March Madness keeps rolling with the Power Fives getting ready to start their conference tournaments next week, got some pretty good matchups tonight. 7 o'clock Eastern, top-ranked Houston is at home against Wichita State. Arizona State at UCLA at 9 o'clock on ESPN. Purdue is at Wisconsin on FS1 at 9, while Arizona at USC in a Pac-12 showdown tips at 11. Colorado Rockies second baseman Brendan Rodgers could be facing surgery on his dislocated left shoulder, putting his 2023 season in jeopardy. Manager Bud Black said multiple MRIs have revealed that the damage to Rodgers' shoulder was worse than originally thought. Jacksonville Jaguars are expected to place the franchise tag on tight end Evan Ingram. The franchise tag is $11.34 million. The deadline for teams to use the tag is this coming Tuesday at 4 Eastern. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are currently $55 million above the salary cap, are expected to release tight end Cameron Brait. Brait carries a $5 million cap hit, and his release will be one of several roster moves made by the team to become compliant by March 13th at 4 o'clock. Ex-University of Georgia star Jalen Carter returned to the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis on Thursday, a day after the former star was arrested on charges of reckless driving and racing in connection with the crash that killed a Bulldogs teammate and a recruiting staff member. Carter, one of the top prospects in next month's draft, returned to the Combine to finish interviews with teams in measurements, among other activities. He was booked on the pair of misdemeanors at 11.30 Eastern Wednesday and released at 11.49, posting a $4,000 bail according to online records. Miguel Rojas, the Los Angeles Dodgers, withdraws from the World Baseball Classic in order to focus on his new role as the Dodgers' starting shortstop. Rojas told reporters Thursday that his withdrawal from Team Venezuela was a mutual decision between him and the Dodgers who have named the 10-year veteran their primary replacement for the injured Gavin Lux. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on YouTube.com at Braves country. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe, Braves Country HD. YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long. 
Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's The Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. I don't believe what I'm saying. Well, you've been all your lives at an orgy. Listen to Mick Jagger music and bad mouthing your country, I'll bet. Use your peripheral vision. Understand? Yes, sir. Now, every time I say understand, I want the whole group to say, yes, sir. Understand. Yes, yes sir. Understand. Yes, sir. Now, I know why most of you are here. We're not stupid. Before you get to sell what we teach you over at United Airlines, you get to give the Navy six years of your life, sweet pea. Lots of things can happen in six years. Another war can come up in six years. Welcome back. <coughs> Excuse me. Mac McGee and Joey. Joey, how the hell are you, sir? Joey, I think you got yourself muted. Not sure what's going on there, but yes, you are muted. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can unmute you. Uh, can't unmute because they chose to mute themselves. So waiting on you to unmute yourself there, Joey. Uh, welcome back here to, I think I heard Joey's move. Joey, you there? Yeah. Am I here now? My computer is just having a bunch of issues, man. You, you with that, that, that weird stuff you download late at night. Am I back now? Am I back? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. No, sir. Yeah, I wanted to make a couple comments. Sorry about that as I'm having technical difficulties. I'll keep my hands up here for the rest of the show. But no, in all seriousness, uh, my parents are spring training today and joining the Cubs. They were actually able to get, my mom was able to get Nico Horner and uh, Eric Hosmer's autograph. So I thought that was pretty cool. They're in Mesa. The Cubs actually are up uh, two to zero right now, three to zero on the athletics. So happy about that. They're there at the at the game today? Yep, correct. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so it's fun. Did you thank them for uh, including you? <laughs> I, if I wasn't going to Nashville later this month, I might have joined, which I'll be hitting you up about because I know you know all the spots there. Is that why you're drawing? Is that why you're uh, growing that porn stash? Is in? Uh... <laughs> I, f- I feel like Goose from Top Gun. I don't know about that. You look like an extra from chips. <laughs> a chip and bail. <laughs> no, no, no. Chips. Oh, okay. You, you might have to Google what that is, but uh, uh, we'll Eric was not a company. Um, which actually, I don't know if they actually had mustaches, but it seemed like everyone in that time frame did. Uh, the... By the way, they keep talking about the the Bears are leaning towards trading the number one pick. I mean, are you hearing anything out of Chicago where 
this might all be a ruse and they're going to end up trading Justin Fields. You know, anything's possible, but anytime I listen to the two local Chicago stations here, they all just want – now, it's might not what happens, but they all want Fields to say, so they talk as if they just are going to keep him and move that first pick. The one thing I do hear from the local reporters, though, is they just feel like at the end of the day after exploring potential options that the number one pick is going to get much more value than Fields. So I don't know if they thought about that before or after, but it seems to me after these first few days that that first pick to a lot of teams means that much more. So they're, so they're under the impression that if they went to trade Fields, they wouldn't get someone's number one pick? Well, either that, but along like, you know, a lot of these for the number one pick, you're getting two first, right? They're going to probably give you this year's first and next year's first. They just believe if you traded fields, you're probably going to get maybe like, let's say the Panthers picking at eight or the Saints at nine. It'd be straight up and that's it. If you trade the number one pick, you might get this year's first, next year's first. We all know the story. I think those days are gone. Really? Well, the National Football League, because I think everyone, um, values draft picks much more than they than they value you know other things mm-hmm. and i just i don't know if anyone's I've, i'm not saying it can't happen i just don't know if we're ever going to see another situation where you're going to get multiple first round picks like for instance where where are the panthers drafting at this year Number eight. That's going to be difficult because doesn't Atlanta have the number eight pick? Or number one, the NFC South teams. The NFC South teams are like seven, eight, nine, or eight, nine, ten in the draft. I just get them screwed up. But they're in that eight to eight to ten. So they're probably seven. If they traded down and got the seven pick, I look. You'd have to be a fool to, to trade two ones just to move up six spots. But you might be able to get a second or third round pick. Um, maybe, maybe not this year. I think if you wanted it for this year, it would probably be a third round pick. If you wanted it, if you're willing to wait till next year, you might be able to get the first and the second. I think that's more logical because I just gone are the days of Ricky Williams just gutting someone's entire draft draft class, right? Yeah, and I mean, most of these teams need – people forget – I know quarterback's by far the most important position, don't get me wrong. But people act like they don't have to fill out any of their roster with other players. It's like, yes, a team might need a quarterback like my, the Colts or the Texans or the Panthers or what have you, but they were bad for a reason. They have a lot more holes than just quarterback. So I don't know how much capital is going to be given up. Yeah, and to me the thing is also you're you're talking about – you're only moving up a few slots. It's a different story. If you make a trade with I'm trying to think of someone that's way back there on the back end, but most of the teams on the back end have quarterbacks. But if you make a trade with someone whose first round pick is in, is in the twenties. Okay. Then maybe you're going to get two number one picks. Maybe a Seattle at maybe a Seattle yeah, yeah, at number that, 20. That's a yeah. perfect example. It's a perfect example. Because then you're talking about making a huge leap to get the number one pick. And I think that they should get two ones and maybe even a three, maybe not in this year's draft, but maybe next year's draft, right? 
but you're going to be really secure in your job to trade away the number one pick overall and move down with, with the idea of, Hey, we're, we're, we're building for the long term. I just think it would be absolutely moronic for the, for the bears to trade fields. Cause I think fields is a pretty good quarterback. Oh, I mean, potential. I, I, I'll put it that way. Right. And let's face it. You know, I know it was a lot of rushing this year that he did not much throwing the football, but if you look at his talent around him with the receivers, with the tight ends, he didn't have much to work with either. So like you said, a good work in progress. And if you don't have to restart the wheel on a new rookie quarterback, why would you back yourself up a year again? So I think Fields is staying in Chicago, and that first pick will probably be moved. Yeah, I I don't see any any situation where, um, where they stay at the one pick, even if they get really even even if there's teams out there stonewalling them, and they and they might be there. Right now, we're still weeks and weeks and weeks away from the draft, so there's probably guys, there's probably GMs out there stonewalling them, saying. We'll give you a six-round pick to move up, and in our number one pick from, we'll just say like, you know, Carolina, right? But as we get closer and closer, and you start hearing rumors that that the pick is moving, the pick is moving, the pick is moving, and you might be missing out on it, and you believe that you are that quarterback away. Especially, I expect it to heat up a little bit more after a week or two after the combine. Because then you're going to get all your information back. You're like, all right. So we looked at this guy, and now we have a, a firm belief on whether or not he's our guy. And look, if if it's a bad combine for these quarterbacks, which usually there's at least one guy, but it, but if there, if it's a bad combine for these quarterbacks, maybe Chicago does have a pivot. Maybe they do have to draft with the number one overall pick and pick someone that fits their needs not you've also got the other option draft the quarterback you like and then move justin fields after it that that's not i mean a bad one now what do you think though with the bears do you think the bears stock with this number one pick even just a little bit has fallen off due to this carter news because now it seems like he might not go in the top five so because they were talking about how the bama guy the georgia guy are the top two defenders well if the bears trade Further down than two, they won't get one of those two guys if Carter's not really going to be an option in the top five. Well, here's the other thing. What if you draft the quarterback? We'll just say everyone believes C.J. Stroud's the number one guy, right? Okay. And you, you draft Stroud, and it was like, ooh, Justin Fields on the move. Justin Fields on the move, right? That's going to be the prevailing uh, thought. But what if you do it just so you go, all right, now we've got them. Now what you going to do, son? Because you thought you were going to pinhole us and paint us into a corner. Well, now we got the guy that you wanted. So now you're going to have to move up and make a move. Uh, oh, I, you know, if you take Bryce Young and then like the old Eli Manning trade back in the day, but different circumstances, but I never thought about taking the quarterback then and then trading him. Yeah, it's 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 happened a few times before, and, and not just with the quarterback position. Uh, I think of it more often in the NBA, where the oh god, the NBA's got to fix their draft, the goofy rules they have with with trading draft picks. Oh. But 
you'll see a get, guy get drafted and he never puts on that uniform. But you could absolutely have it happen in the NFL. And if I'm sitting there and I'm the Bears and I firmly believe that everyone's trying to screw me, right? And <laughs> they're not wanting to give me what I want. Because and they're like, well, who cares? Because you've got a quarterback, you're not going to draft a quarterback. And if we do the math, it, this guy, guy X, is going to fall to us, right? But that all goes out the window <laughs> if you go ahead and you you take that quarterback that everybody wants, whoever it ends up being. You know, I, I, I don't watch the combine because it's a huge waste of time. But I usually wait till a few weeks afterwards and everyone starts putting the reports out and then you get the idea of, of, of what it is. I'm assuming it's being televised by NFL Network this week. I, I haven't even turned Yeah, I, I saw it scrolling across, but I don't watch much either. I mean, I used to work with a guy that loved it and would just watch it and want to talk to me about it. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> I'd have to hide from him. I'm just, I'm, dude, I do not want to watch this. I don't want to talk about it. Don't even think it's stupid. It doesn't yes. matter what you think when you see something because it's what the general managers think, and they're not going to tell you. And all you're going to get is rumors and other BS because they want to affect his pick because they want to grab him. They want to have him, and they don't want you to have him. That's what it all comes down to. Now, what about this Jalen Carter situation? Do you think this is going to affect his stock? I do a tad, and here's why. Now, when you, you know, draft picks, especially a team like the Bears or a team like the Cardinals at three, you know, teams that might go defensive, when you're looking at the top players in the Alabama linebacker and then you have, obviously, Miss Carter from Georgia here, when you have not only – some stories of attitude issues. Then this whole thing comes out where he, you know, I mean, it's a pretty big deal what happened with this whole drag racing incident. People's lives are on the line. When people are making those choices, to me, this whole combine week was finding more out about people. You just found out about Mr. Carter more by what happened over the past couple of days. And if you're a team within the top five, how can you sit there and take a guy comfortably who you don't know exactly what you're getting between the eyes? Not what's physically gifted to you. I know what people need. But let's face it, when you have a top five pick, I just don't – I think it's so sacred. You can't be taking that risk, especially if you're the Bears at, let's say, number one, two, three, or four, wherever they may trade. I just don't think he could be the first defensive player off the board. What I really hate is I, I, is I go, go to a, a mock draft, Mel Kuyper's mock draft, his most recent one, and he's – I hate when they do this, man. And when we do our mock draft later on, this is why I don't do this. Don't come up with mock trades too, right? When you put the draft out, you should be drafting off of what we know to be true. X team has Y pick, right? And so what we have here, it's, and so listen, this is nonsense that he's got juggled all around. He's got, well, who, do, who does he even have with the number one pick? Oh, the Texans making a trade with the bears and grabbing Bryce young. Then he's got will, uh, the Colts involved in the same trade. It's all boring as all the details. They move up to the number two pick and grab, 
uh, CJ Stroud. Will Anderson goes number three overall to Arizona. And then, and the reason why I bring this up, because then he's got the Bears drafting fourth and grabbing J- Jalen Carter. I, I think that would be a huge mistake to gamble on, especially the Bears, because you trade that pick and then you take somebody who there is question marks. Even if it means little at the end of the day, there is definite question marks about this guy's character right now in my eyes. Now, granted, this article came out a day before the news broke yesterday. Okay, fair. So I'm sure that'll change quite a bit. I said, the thing is, he's getting hit with two misdemeanors. He flew down, he showed up, he got booked. Then he flew back to interview with, with the folks in Indianapolis. I mean, to me, that's a plus. Oh, hey, I'm not sitting here saying that this guy shouldn't go top 10 in, in the first round or anything like that. But I just think being in the same conversation now as the Bama guy, I think that he should just take a slight edge. And if he was on the lamb, then I'd say, oh, I don't know about this. Or he was facing two companies, <laughs> I don't know about this, right? Then I would see him plummet. So, someone would eventually draft him, and you just have to see, you know, how it all shakes out. But two misdemeanors, he's not going to miss any time. And the fact that he did what he did, I, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to say I would raise him in my rankings, but I don't think I would move him much, unless, just, yeah. unless, unless I did my due diligence and I found out, dude, this guy's addicted to drag racing. You're never going to get him to stop doing it. Then I'd be like, right, never mind. <laughs> You tell evil from evil to kick rocks. <laughs> go somewhere else. <laughs> we'll we'll probably be doing. I usually wait until towards the end of March Madness because it because there's too much junk going on these next couple of weeks. But once we get towards the end of March Madness and there's that lull where you've got, where you're waiting for opening day, et cetera, et cetera, that's when, when, when we'll hit our, uh, and we, you know, remarkably, especially considering all the folks that we have in this, we've had some pretty decent success predicting these, uh, these mock drafts. That was an absolute blast. We went down there to cover the draft. Was that 2019 in Nashville? was Nashville the 29th. I've got something around here that tells me. Um, yeah, was it the one right before COVID hit maybe or the one I, right there? Yeah, I think it was. It, it was an absolute blast. Yeah, 2019, you're 100% correct. Okay. Yeah, we, we were covering it for uh, CBS affiliate. 600,000 fans were there. Oh, my God. Oh, it, it was an absolute zoo. Holy I didn't God. look. I expected it to be big. I did not expect it to be that big. It was enormous because I'd been to the NFL draft a few times in New York. New York couldn't hold a candle to what Nashville, Tennessee did that that day. It was it, it was unbelievable that weekend. You would have thought that there were legendary rock and roll concerts coming out like in other words like elvis presley was coming back from from the dead to do a, a concert that's what that's what it, that's how big of a of a crowd that was being drawn downtown and the detail that they did was unbelievable i talk about it all the time and i share the picture every once in a while but they and i know this is a little thing but i thought it was very very sharp of them 
but this is just an example of all the stuff they did. The traffic lights there in Nashville, red, yellow, green, they had put films over them and it read N F L on all. Oh. Of them. I mean, it was just insane. And, and, and that's just one example, but it was insane. And these huge pictures I'll never forget because they drafted Josh Allen to the Jaguars, the defensive end, Josh Allen from Kentucky. And they had it hanging there and we had just done our uh, show because we were doing our show live that morning in the morning and then we were going and covering it. Um, and we had pre predicted that Jacksonville was going to, to get him and we get down there and we start seeing the picture, the, the pictures of these guys. I mean, these things were like two stories high, just enormous banners. And you're just jaw dropped and and they turned every bar, uh, bar top there. Every bar in downtown Nashville, put a top, put a, uh, what are they called? Open air bar. Oh, at the top. Every single one of them. And I think most of them have kept them, but it like, it, it was just insane. It was just, you know, like I said, you wouldn't have thought a draft was going on. You'd have thought like there was something <laughs> enormous going on in society. If you had flown down from your alien spaceship and, and land, you'd be like, I don't know what's going on here, but this is where I want to be. Right. Nobody will live up to that Nashville one. That's for sure. No, they won't because I expected Vegas to blow the roof off. And I watched the Vegas one say like, it was good. It was solid, but it wasn't, man. There's just. Nashville does it big, and they and the, when it comes to entertainment, it's just they don't care the costs are going to outdo you. That's just that's just the way they do it. They're like, we're Music City, by God, we're going to show you what what's what. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk a little more football, basketball, Major League Baseball. How about them Braves? They got a W today. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. Having somebody making wild decisions that make no sense, that benefits nobody. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. Is he listening to us? I can't he, tell. He's listening. He's not understanding. Yeah. He doesn't even, like, get us, man. It's We're talking about you. Ah. Big news in the big games covered in the Big Ten by the armchair quarterbacks all year long. Third down and about 22. As Smith drops the throw, he's got his tight end open, but he's got Carter downfield, and he's gone. Michigan leads the game with a first touchdown on a bullet, a bomb. The Carter, 71 yards. Ohio State's lead, 7-3. Yeah. There he goes. So long, Ohio State. Touchdown. That's that old one-two punch. You make two of the first time. In his career, Lorenzo White, 15 times, Rush for 100 yards in a half. Five of those this season. On second and ten. Long, long throw to Ryson, and he's open all the way to the six-yard line. Big Ten football covered in the southeast by the armchair quarterbacks. Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. 
Hey, sports fans, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. It's the best in sports Welcome and entertainment, and get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Something on your mind? Just want to let you know you're sitting in my chair. Is that a fact? Yeah, that's a fact. Well, for a man that don't go healed, you run your mouth kind of reckless, don't you? No need to go healed to get the bulge on a tub like you. Is that a fact? Mm, that's a fact. I'm real scared. I can see that in your eyes. Welcome back. Don't go anywhere. We're doing something new today that I have not prepared Joey for. I thought perfect one to start this with. We'll do this every Thursday, and every once in a while I'll drop it in on the other guys. I'm going to something stupid. And I'm going to bring up something stupid, and you're going to get, and it's, I've got this Rolodex. Someone gave me this junk years ago. I've got this Rolodex, and I'm just going to pull it out, and there, it's going to be a random weird topic. And uh, I don't know if they're all sports or not. But anyways, uh, something stupid is what I'm going to call it. So um, we'll be doing something stupid here really, really soon. Uh, For folks who are just joining us, might have missed the game. The Atlanta Braves beat the Mets 6-2, to getting their second win of the spring. And the, the big takeaway from this one, is that Castile hit a home run? Double check. I could have swore I saw. Maybe that was a ground rule. Double. Castile hit a home run in the seventh inning. White got a home run, Eli White. And I thought I had seen. Pilar, but I guess he did not. Pilar went 0 for 2. So that must have been Castile that, that was rounding the bases. I was trying to do three things at once. So Pilar went 0 for 2, but he did score a run and did get on via the walk. And once again, Ozuna, he's 0 for 3. He's 1 for hitting 111 this spring. Oof. I. There's a very good chance that the Braves are just going to eat his salary. And it's it's one of the worst signings that I can remember in Major League Baseball in quite some time. He still has, remember, two more years on this deal. $33 million, I think, is what he's owed. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. I was so happy to get out of Jason Hayward's contract finally. That felt like a decade. <laughs> Nothing that, worse than that. Okay, I'll tip my cap to that. That, that <laughs> was this contract. 
that was oh my goodness how long was that i remember it was 184 million but seven was, years 184 yeah, seven i'm with you I, I thought that thing was about 12 <laughs> it was I, it, oh. I i was thinking that was four or five presidents <laughs> if, if, let me tell you these last couple of years it felt like that long <laughs> <laughs> when people would say jason hayward debuted for the atlanta braves in 2000 and i was like no he has he's been playing for the cuts for 32 years there's no way on <laughs> <laughs> a ridiculous contract they're officially out of that contract right like yes fully out of it finally because i know they released him but i was thinking for some reason they had one more year they had to pay on that Last year was the last of it, and thank goodness. Forrest Wall, by the way, two for four today. He has really played well in the spring, sitting 375. Uh, Grissom, Vaughn Grissom got another base hit, one for two. I know it's early and it's the spring, but it's he, he is hitting 556, so you like to see that. And see if anyone else really jumps off the board. The Eli White. That, you look, Eli White. I was thinking they might be signing him to possibly send him down because they do have uh, moves with him and several other players, but he's playing so well and he's one of the fastest guys in baseball. He might make the big club. Kevin Pilar. Um, I mean, there, there's a part of me that would rather see Kevin Pilar than Marcelo Zuna because the one thing about Pilar is He's not a liability in the field. He's a good base runner. And he, I mean, he, he can hit 111 as easy as anyone else can. I mean, as uh, Ozuna can. Pitching today, by the way, was not our uh, big dogs. It was uh, Allard, Dodd, Swarmer, Vines, and Wrangle all pitched today. Gave up two runs. It looks like none of them were earned. So someone booted the ball. <laughs> Who was that? Ozuna? Did Ozuna boot the ball? No, it was a lug bar. Okay. The Mets, if you're wondering who pitched for them today, it was Carrasco. Two innings, two earned runs. His ERA in the spring is nine. Um, Drew Smith did pitch one scoreless inning. And Reyes and Budo gave up the other runs. But anyways, that, that was it. Looks like the Mets played most of their starters. They didn't do a whole lot. Braves six, Mets two today. Both had eight hits. Both had an error. And Colby Allard has pitched pretty well this spring. Like I said, I know it's early on, but he's pitched now, I believe, five innings. He's got a 1.8 ERA. And he is expected to maybe threaten the number five star, but at least make the big club as a long reliever from the left-hand side of the of the mound. Anything else jumping out at you th this spring? Uh, you know, I'm I'm just looking at the Cubs box score right now, and I saw that I was happy to see that uh, Stroman gave us a few good innings today because we're going to be relying a lot on him this year. So. He went two and a third, no earned runs, no uh, four Ks, in fact. So I was pretty happy to see that. I'm kind of just following this new Cubs team, and uh, it's it's going to be a fun one, I hope. So that's that's where my focus is. Red Sox bombed 
Philly. I'm curious to see who who pitched for Philly today. Falter gave up an earned run in one and a third. Dominguez had a clean inning. Let's see if there are any other big names. My God, they they did sign Matt Moore again. I did not think they were going to. That guy's got 19 lives. Uh, he came in one clean inning. And Alvarado, clean inning. So it looks like most of the damage was done against pitchers that won't be making. As far as the Red Sox, you Red Sox fans out there, uh, Hoke was the starter today. He went one and two-thirds, two strikeouts. And that's about it as far as the pitching. You, you brought up, the, you know, Carrasco, though. I think, you know, I'm really looking at him to see what he does this year because he's huge. People forget about him sometimes because we talk about, you know, obviously Verlander uh, and Scherzer so much, but he's going to be a key for them. He can't be injured. He can't be pitching bad. He has to be one of the staples in that rotation. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Nah, he's not. I, I'm not buying it. I I'm, think not he's a guy, I'm not a fan. I think he's a guy that every third or fourth outing, he'll have a really good outing and they'll all get excited. But I think he's a guy that best case scenario, everything falls his way. He's a 10 to 12 win starter. But first of all, his the pop in his arm is about gone. So now he's having to reinvent himself. And now granted, you don't need the moon and the stars when you're he's being slated is probably the number five pitcher. Because Quintana signed with the Mets and he's probably the number four, but they're basically the same pitcher from different sides of the mound. <laughs> no kidding. They're, they're guys you hope to get five or six innings from. You hope to keep it around three or four runs, and they're going to be bullpen days. And what they're hoping for big time, when you talk about the Mets, the Mets are hoping that they get elite 25 to 30 starts out of Verlander and Scherzer because on their days off, they're going to be taxing that bullpen. Because I don't know what to expect from from Kodai Senga coming over from Japan. They've talked about him being really good. I have not actually watched him pitch yet. I don't think he's actually pitched in a game. I think he's only pitched uh, in simulated games so far. Is is what I was reading last night. But I want to see him and see what this ghost ghost fork is about. But I also want to see like does the ball pop pop out of his arm. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Christian Arroyo went deep twice. Oh, wow. He went for the Red Sox. He went two for three, five RBIs. Give that man a cold one. How about that? I'll have what he's having. (laughs) KD returning to the Suns got 23 points. Did that jump off the page at you? A little bit because funny timing, I'm actually going to see the Suns at the Bulls tomorrow. So I'm interested to see what Durant is able to do in his second game back. I know he had a day off, but after that first game, he just looked weird, though, to me in a Phoenix Suns jersey. I don't know about you, but it, it just see it just looked a little out of sorts. But I'll be seeing him tomorrow. I'm glad he's playing. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to play something stupid, and we're going to tell you about the frauds. They're going to be going into next week's conference tournaments, the big tournaments. 
the Power Fives. We've got some frauds to talk about. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, 99.1 FM, The Key, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. It all starts with just one thing. When recycling, rinse out jars and cans and avoid recycling wax paper or paper soiled with food. This will reduce recycling contamination. Find tips and more at OneThingUS.com. What's your one thing? Whenever I bring home Entenmann's Min's Little Bites muffins. Little Bites? That's right, sweetie. Can you just give Mommy a minute? I love Little Bites. I know you do, but we're doing a commercial right now, okay? Got it. As I was saying, whenever I bring home you-know-what, you-know-who gets pretty excited. And so do I. Little Bites muffins are made with real ingredients, no high-fructose corn syrup, and are baked moist and delicious. I love Little Bites. Here you go. Yes. Entenmann's Little Bites muffin. The perfect portion of happiness. And I think... Hey, Braves Country. Braves Country HD is bringing you Braves Country Baseball. Braves Country comes to you every Tuesday night and Friday night in two bonus games every week. Hi, I'm Mac McGee. We'll be bringing you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch for your Atlanta Braves. It's free to listen. Please like and subscribe. YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country Baseball for the fans, by the fans. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m., drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. Starting something called Something Stupid. I figure Joey's the best person to pick for Something Stupid. <laughs> you dang right I am, my friend. Thanks for the compliment, uh, brother. <laughs> um, Thursday, Thursday. So I, I don't even know where I got these from, but someone gave me this thing. I mean, there's two of these things, of these Rolodexes that I'm holding up here. Of There's supposed to be topics. And I think someone bought them, giving them to me for, I don't know, like a party favor or something. And I really don't remember where I got them from, but I do know that I sat them off and I was like, eh, maybe one day we'll do something with them. Probably not. Da, 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 da. And then I got to looking at them today. I was like, this could be something fun if I can find some good topics as we rattle through them. Now I'm going to go through these okay. and I'm going to hit them and the ones that suck, I'm going to toss, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to find one per per thursday the weekend hit oh this is a good one i like this one 
you, you ready for this? Let's do it. Which sport is at risk of dying in the next 100 years? Just falling off the map altogether. Oh, wow. Now, I know the low-hanging fruit, everyone thinks I'm going to say WNBA, but that's really a league, right? That's not... Yeah. What sport could you see just being absolutely obsolete 100 years from now? I hate to say it, but I'm going to go boxing. Uh, I just think what it's turned into, and now that you have UFC and other options, I can. the only time people seem to watch boxing these days is when you get some idiot off YouTube like Jake Paul to do it. So I'm going to go boxing. I'm going to go. It's a tough one. I'm looking at more of the danger factor and the way we've seen it evolve over the last several years. And it's not the sport that I grew up watching. I'm going to go with football in 100 years. It won't, there might be something that they are calling football, but I think a hundred years from now, you would not be watching guys bang at the line, come in and hit each other with pads and helmets. I think it could be something as flag football. Like a flag football or the seven-on-seven yeah. seven that they do out west. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard for us to wrap our brains about because there's no way I would sit there and watch that, right? But, by the way, I'm just watching the replay of the Castile home run. His swing, everything about this guy, from a distance, not close. He, he looks like Adam Duvall. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Castile hit an absolute bomb. What was that, the seventh inning to put the Braves up 5 nothing at the time? I mean, that thing got out. I mean, it was gone, gone. It wasn't a souvenir for anyone that went to the game. It was a souvenir for someone who was out, out walking their dog in that neighborhood. <laughs> in McCovey Cove with the paddle boats. <laughs> the fireman who hasn't been on the show in quite some time, he – He's a fireman right down there in Port uh, uh, Port St. Lucie because he talked about running into Mets players all the time in the grocery store. I wonder if that ball might have smacked one of his fire engines down there, man, because, I mean. The hose is going crazy. Water everywhere. <laughs> that, thing, that thing left the building. Woke him up and everything. So, anyways, I'll probably find better ones, but I, th- I think that was a pretty good start. To I something. like that. I like that. There's ones that are off the cuff. But I, but I came across that one, and we'll, and we'll put that in the official. It could be back rotation. There are ones that stink that, like this one. Like this, like what in the heck? Someone got me something that has, why should schools invest in athletic programs? Oh. So that's trash. <laughs> that, that hit in the sin bin. The bigger question is, why should athletic programs in, invest in the schools? <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. Turn that <laughs> Bam, turn that one on its head. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about the frauds. I love this. I love it. So I told Joey to come up with two. I'm coming up with two. 
and what we're talking about in the bigger tournaments that will be going next week, you're going to hear about this team and that team that is high. They don't have to be a one seed. They don't have to be a two seed, but one of the higher seeds, not just in their conference tournament, but in the NCAA tournament. We're talking about someone who finished in the top half of their conference that we think could be one and done once they get in the dance or much or maybe, you know, maybe they squeak out of the first round. I've got one in particular on the mind, but I'm curious to see who your first got first team is. So I'll give you first pick. Where are you going? Who's your first fraud? My first fraud falls in the ACC. That is going to be Virginia right you now. Took they- that was exactly who I was staring at. <laughs> are you serious? That is exactly who I'm staring at. Well, I'll just give one quick point before you put the nail in the coffin. Listen, this team is ranked 304th in in scoring, 304 out of all college teams at 67.9 points per game. And I just think the whole season, when it comes up in a big game, this team has done me dirty. And also in the past, when I picked them to win it all, they got out in like the first or second round. So this team this year, though, especially to me, with being one of the lowest scoring leagues in basketball, as they usually are, but this year is really bad. I'm going, Virginia, you are a fraud. I'm going to stay in the ACC, but pivot to the other team I had in mind, the Pittsburgh Panthers. Frauds! They lost to Notre Dame, who was absolutely awful last night. I know it's on the road, but the thing is, and Joey knows, I took... Pitts, uh, Notre Dame in the points. Yes, sir. Go Irish. But the reason why I did it, not, it's not because I thought Notre Dame was this great basketball team. It's because Pittsburgh doesn't play well on the road. Most of their big wins are at home. That's going to be a problem when you get to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. You don't get to host any of these games. Correct. They lost at home to Florida State, and Florida State stinks. They lost by seven to FSU. But they're sitting there rolling. They're 14 and five in the ACC. They are 21 and nine overall. They're tied for first. And right now they've got Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh must have the tiebreaker right now for the top seed in the ACC tournament. It's Pittsburgh, Miami, and Virginia. And I'll be honest with you, if I was going to pick one of those three teams to go the farthest, it would be Miami. Who is your next fraud? Hopefully I don't take another one here, but my next fraud, we are going to the Big 12, and that will be Kansas State. I just look at this team, first off, just from a couple of bets this year, they done me dirty, but let's stick to the real where it's at. They've had losses against ranked teams all year, whether it's been TCU, whether it's been Texas, Kansas, on and on. They can't seem to beat the cream of the crop. I know they recently are on a four-game heater where they beat number nine Baylor, but I'm putting on the whole body of work. And this team just also does not score the basketball well at 74 points a game. So I'm not going to go all big on them as they're not a big team either. They can't get rebounds. I'm not liking Kansas State. Kansas State, you are a fraud. All right, I'm going to go to the Southeastern Conference. And 
First of all, how about my Vanderbilt Commodores that I've been riding? They're not my team, but I've been riding them in the in the Vegas book the last several weeks. They have been on fire. They got another was, big W last night in Kentucky. That was my lock, and they won outright. I'm glad you pointed me towards. I'm glad you pointed me towards that game. I watched that ending. It was awesome, and I didn't even know Jerry Stackhouse was the coach. So I love oh, seeing yeah. that. <laughs> He's been there a few years now. I love it. But I'm going to the Southeastern Conference and the team that I think they're probably going to get in the tournament. It could be an iffy. So this so so this fraud alert could be talking about them getting bounced early in the SEC tournament. But the biggest fraud that I see is the Auburn Tigers. Frauds! Fraud. Bruce Pearl went out there and got all that money. And I know they've got some impressive wins, but listen to their last several weeks, last few weeks. They have lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games of their last 11. They blew a 17 point lead last night to Alabama. They were blown out by Kentucky last Saturday in Rupp Arena. Absolute frauds. They they don't make it past the second game of the SEC tournament, and that probably ends their season. I have no and the it's dumbfounding because Bruce Pearl normally has really good teams. I like Bruce Pearl as a coach. He's a very good coach. But this team just doesn't have it. You got a team in the uh, in some of the smaller conferences. You get one team that 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 you're expecting to make some kind of a run. Uh, I haven't had a good feel for the smaller conferences, quite honestly. Yet, no. I'll give you one. Go ahead. I'll give you one. The t- team that I like a lot. That depending on if assuming they they make the the the, the tourney. Um, they're 24 and eight overall. They're 15 and three in the A Sun. Kennesaw State, excuse me, Kennesaw State Owls. That is a good basketball team. And they are playing Lipscomb tonight. And then if they win that, they'll face Liberty for the championship. That is a very good basketball team. They have had some, some close ones, but all in all, they have just been a dominant basketball team. If I had to pick one, I'll go Dayton Flyers. I'm looking at their their resume now. If they can get in, they're 20 and 10 and 12 and 5 in the conference, second in the Atlantic 10. I feel like Dayton usually makes you know some noise here and there. I like their offense and what I'm seeing statistically. I'll go Dayton Flyers. Tell you what, in that same conference, VCU is starting to put it together. Oh, yeah. always seems to have one of those teams every five years that like makes a run into the sweet 16 where they shouldn't, you know, they're a 12 seed and they get two or three wins. But they're a dangerous, dangerous team. What is your lock for the day? All right, let's try to make it four in a row. This guy might be turning things around with the diaper dandies. Uh, no, but in reality, sticking to it. I know a lot of people... I mean, like, while you're betting against UCLA, well, with the points I'm going to, I'm taking Arizona State plus 11 tonight to get the cover. 
I know UCLA is really good, but Arizona State, I've been liking what they're doing quietly lately. I think they cover the 11 points. Wow. Hey. Arizona State. Plus 11. That's a that's a that's a tricky one. It's a lot of points. That's a, it, you know, it is a lot of points, but they're also coming off that emotional win, which is why I'm a little. What what's your take on that Illinois Michigan game today? I I, th- I thought you might be going there one way or the other. I was thinking about it, but I, it's a stay away game for me, and here's why: Illinois has been reeling lately as five point favorites. They came off of a loss to Ohio State on the road. They have not been shooting the football. I mean, the basketball, well, what the heck am I saying? But Meyer on their team also, he just got off of a caffeine. Uh, he had to miss practice a couple of days because he said he drank six monsters playing video games at night, and he had to take two days off practice. It was one of the most wild stories. If you go on Twitter and type in Illinois basketball player, Mr. Mayer, you'll find that story. And I just – he's one of their best players. I just think it's weird. It's a stay-away game for me. I'm going on an early tip, 6 p.m. Eastern. Boston University is getting three and a half points. They're playing Army in the Patriot League Conference quarterfinals. Give me BU. BU is going to win outright, but I'm still at three points. Three and a half. I like Boston a lot. I've been waiting for that for that freaking game to come on on the on the site that I'm on. Like it's been it's been it's been on and off all day long. What is your walk off, sir? My walk-off is this, hey, we keep getting closer. Right around tourney time, you're going to get the small t- tournaments this weekend. Since it's my Thursday, I'm giving my weekend walk-off. Enjoy the small tourneys. Get ready for the big ones because we're going to be filling out brackets sooner than you think. Amen. Uh, stay, stay tuned for the Brian Snow Show. It is up next and CDP at 8 o'clock, and then you'll have the Sports Map Radio overnight and get your morning started off right with Rhino Radio Penitentiary 7 to 10. Rod Peterson Show noon to 2. Sports Beat 2 to 3. We'll be back tomorrow for TGI Friday. Tones will be here. Bobby will be here. We'll have cool games and a lot more. We'll see you manana. Have a good one. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another
You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe, Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long. 